podcast, where you'll learn what it takes to create your dream professional dance career. Join us as we dive into the insights and experiences of the world's top dance industry professionals, including dancers, choreographers, agents, casting directors, educators, and other dance industry experts. We explore a diverse range of topics, from personal development and mental skills to audition techniques, creating meaningful industry connections, social media marketing, seeking out dance agents and casting opportunities, on-the-job etiquette, talent unions, pitching to the media, health, finances, and so much more. Here is your host, Menina Fortunato. Hello, everyone. We are live. I'm so excited to introduce today's Business of Dance interview. She is a dancer originally from Quebec in Canada. She now resides in Los Angeles, California. She has the most incredible story that I just find so fascinating of a dancer who, you know, had a big dreams of dancing in Hollywood and literally made a career for herself blowing up on social media, specifically TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube as well. So please help me welcome Enola Beda. Hi. <laughs> so welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for taking uh, some time out of your Sunday to, to be with us. We're also sharing the live with my clients from the Business of Dance Mentorship Program who are all aspiring professional dancers wanting to pursue their careers and be like you, Enola. So uh, can you just start from the beginning and give us kind of a backstory of how you got into dance all the way up to this point? Yeah, of course. I mean, first, I'm very happy to be with all of you guys today and speaking with you. And if I can help in any way, I'm very happy. So I'm definitely going to start from the bottom of how it all, all like started. I'm from Quebec, like she said, and I I just started doing dance competitions, basically. I never really danced since maybe till like what I was 13 years old. And then I started like more like learning hip hop and then jazz, ballet, contemporary. I was the type of dancer that kind of could do everything, but was not like the best in everything. I had a lot of passion. We could already tell, but technique wise, I was not the best dancer for sure. So I just kept learning, growing in like all dances. And once everything kind of happened, I was 16 years old and I started choreographing my own solos because I love choreographing and I choreographed my first solo on a song called Body Love. And with that solo, I won a scholarship to go in Los Angeles. And since that trip that I did, it was with Be Discovered. And I don't know, I just fell with the city. I saw the dancers in LA and I was like, my God, they're so good. And in dance classes, I couldn't even follow, like, follow along. I was like, terrible. So then um, me and my mom just used to come back and forth in Los Angeles a lot for me to be able to get that training. And I don't know, I just thought there was something about LA that I was like, I feel that I can like become such a better dancer and like get that training in Millennium and all these dances and classes and everything. Um, but for me, it was very, very expensive because I was affording all these travels. So like I use with my mom to like sell chocolates and like mowing the lawn with my dad. So like for me, it was like I was going to do this trip and then coming back home and work very hard. So for a while, it was very hard because I was working so hard on my career, but I didn't see like any result, if that makes sense. So like I was like, why am I doing all of this thing? And it was also very hard because I'm sure you guys all know, but in this industry, we're so many dancers. So it's so hard to like find yourself in 
this huge amount of dancers, which they're all so talented and unique. So I guess I kept working very hard. I did a lot of TV shows. I even went on So You Think Can Dance. I got told no, that I was not ready for it. I did some shows as well in Quebec City that I got told no as well two times that I was not ready. And for me at some point, it was very hard because I was like, dang, I feel that I'm good, but like nobody really sees it. And then pandemic happened and I saw TikTok and I was like, so many dancers don't blowing up on this app, but they're not actually like professional dancers. So I was like, if I can be the one that can like prove that, you know, you can make it on TikTok and not just following trends and following like everybody else, but do your own thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. And literally for like three months, I was with my mom and um, nothing was working at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm working so hard, but it's so hard to like find the right niche. And then once I got um, an idea to like just go in public and like do like a dance that I created with my mom and film like a behind the scene of it. And since that idea, literally this video changed my whole life and everything kind of, I just felt like something changed and like, I just like control what I could do with my own life, basically. And like all the doors open and like, long story short, this all started and now I'm like here, basically. And I still don't really understand how everything happened. It went very, very quick. But just to say that you never know when your like low moment is going to be. But I just definitely never gave up. And it was a very hard journey. <laughs> That's amazing. What was like the pivotal, was there a specific video that went viral first that really kind of catapulted? Was there a collaboration? What what was it that you think was your, that moment that just clicked? Yeah. So basically that moment is I remember I didn't want to go to work with my dad. I love my dad, but I was exhausted of mowing the lawn and it was so hard. So that day I literally turned off all my phones and I I'm a person that really writes a lot in her books. And I was like, why am I different? Like, and I just write down all these things. I was like, okay, I'm not the best, but I can literally do everything, but I'm not the best in everything. So I was like, okay, I'm very versatile. I'm someone that is like not scared of anything. I'm a very dramatic person. So then I like, like put all of my strain and like trying to figure how I can translate that into like TikTok videos. And then I was like, and also I was like, what is nobody doing? Because every time that I'm kind of stuck, I'm always doing like the opposite of like what nobody's doing. And I was like, what if I just put myself in public and just like be full out in crazy costume and be kind of weird, but I feel that it's going to touch the algorithm in a way. And people are actually going to see me at some point because I was in a place of like, I felt that I was good enough, but I was not being seen. So that's how I was like, I need to find a way. And I said, this first video that I was in a mall in Quebec definitely started the whole thing. So it was definitely this one specific video. And then I just kept doing it and finding new ideas and keep growing. But I feel that I touched something that nobody was doing at that time that like made myself so apart from everybody else that that's why I was like, oh, dang, I already found something very cool. And so that's where everybody, everything like started. So what's the video so we can all after this go watch? Yes, of course. I can definitely try to post it again, but it was on a crazy in love. It was like a remix on TikTok. Um, And I was in heels and my mom was filming me with like a little like gimbal or something. And it was like a behind the scene. And I feel that, I don't know, it was something so like dramatic. And I had a lot of fun, but I was definitely nervous for that first public video. Now I really don't care at all, but I was definitely nervous. That's awesome. I danced with Beyonce with Crazy in Love for the NBA All-Star Halftime Show 2004. 
Bang, that's insane. Wow, uh, congratulations. You, you were just a kid then. <laughs> Literally, four that's years old. That's wild. I had no idea. So then, okay, let's let's go back. So that moment you were you were in Quebec when you did this video at outside yes. a mall. Yeah. And then once you got to LA, like how or how did you get to LA or what was the transition? Because you're making these videos in Quebec. They started to catch viral. And then when was the transition? Where did that happen? Yeah. So I first started, I think like once I posted that video, I had maybe like a a hundred K followers on TikTok. And then in a week I got to like a million followers and I was like, oh wow, like this is growing very fast. And then I got reached out by some creators that were in LA that wanted to collab with me. And once everything first started, what really helps to grow is definitely collaborating with people. I still didn't have my visa, but I told myself, you know what, I'm just going to go in LA for like two months, um, keep gaining. And hopefully it's going to help for my visa because I know from people that are from Canada, like it's definitely very hard or like from all around the world, basically. So I got also um, some of my friends that knew me, they had like a content house. So I used to live there for free, which was amazing, posting some videos for the house and also collaborating with a lot of like creators. So it was a very good like introduce thing for like the social media. I didn't really know a lot. It was amazing. And then I came back home, work on my visa and then move in LA once I got it. I understand the visa. I had the O-1 visa too. I had that. Is that what you're on right now is the O-1? Yeah, yeah, I had the O one for three years. Then I went to the green card. Then I got the citizenship, and it took like sixteen years to get there. Congratulations on all of that. That's amazing. Just don't take as long as I did because you really don't have to, and you probably shouldn't. So, yeah, it was a long process. So I understand. We have a couple dancers here that are Canadian, and we have some dancers probably tuning in as well on on Facebook. Actually, if you are on Facebook watching either the live or the replay, if you can put your name and your city, I'd like to know where you guys are tuning in from as well. But yeah, that's that's a whole nother conversation with the whole visa situation that a lot of Americans don't realize the struggle of what you go through and that hurdle. And you have to prove to the immigration that you're in the top in your industry and you have to show all this documentation. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Now let's fast forward a little bit. So who was kind of the first collaborators that, or who reached out to you? Was there, did you reach out to someone or did somebody specifically reach out to you? Because I know you've worked with quite a few dancer influencers. Yeah, of course. I mean, the first like choreographer dancers that I definitely collab with was with Matt Stefanina. I used to literally learn a lot from him when I was younger from like all of his videos And yeah, I feel that we like connected like immediately. We're like so clean together. And he's from literally the first like moment we like danced together to like now we like, we just love dancing and collaborating together. He was there like as well, like helped me like figure it out and like understand social media because he's been in this industry for a while. I've also collaborated with Montana Tucker, which I was obsessed with all of her videos. So she was like the first ones that I collaborated with. And then I feel that once people like saw that I was collaborating, then I was reaching out to other people and then I got reached out as well. But me, I was kind of stressed a little bit because I used to like dance by my own, just with my mom. So I definitely want to make sure that like it was clicking as well in terms of collaboration. I'm an overthinker as well. So for me, each video that I put out needs to mean something. And I feel that sometimes I can definitely like put out something that is always funny so I, I was definitely overthinking it a little bit at the beginning, but I did meet so many great people that I'm still collaborating now today. So that was very fun. Yeah, it seems like you're working with all the big social media influencers and you're, I mean, you're at the same level. I mean, as far as your social media 
outreach. Uh, it's gotten to a point. I mean, I don't even remember how I found you. It was earlier this year. Actually, it might have been on Matt Stefanina's page. That's and actually, funny. It might have. It was either Montana Tucker or him. I felt like I was like, who's this girl? And you kept popping up in people's videos. I was like, who is this girl? And then I looked you up and I found that you're Canadian, French Canadian. And I was like, oh, that's my girl. <laughs> but yeah, you really made like an impact in the social media world. And like, how has that affected you? Because are you working as a dancer in the industry or are you kind of carving out your own lane? Because I feel like you're you're not the backup dancer for the big artists like my generation did. That was our big thing. Like we danced for artists and went on tour with artists. But it seems like you've gone down a path of being more influencer and collaborating with brands and, and doing your own content. And so kind of tell us a little bit more about what path that you're carving, what you're doing right now. Yeah, so basically my first goal before all social media, I wanted so bad to become a backup dancer. That was like my end goal, basically. But once I got into the social media, I actually danced for Daddy Yankee for a show that I truly loved. But once I danced, I danced as well for like a few other artists. But once I did that, I was like, I don't think this is the end goal. And I was like, and I'm always the type of person that like, once I do something, I always want to reach the next thing and next thing. And for the past year, I just wanted to challenge myself and learn how to sing on my own. So I kind of did that without social media. And I was like, I knew I, I always make fun of myself for that. Like I used to literally be a terrible singer. My brother and my family makes fun of me because I used to like, we always said that I sound like a raccoon. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to prove him wrong. And I took a lot of vocal classes. And to be honest, I really surprised myself. I still have a lot to work on. But I've been working a lot on music and I'm trying to like see if I can create my own music, create my own music videos and try to create like big performances that I can do with other dancers. So that's pretty much the path that I'm trying now and see if it can work. And I'm definitely the type of person that like I always go big no matter what. So that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. And I feel that since I've been kind of giving, I feel that having this platform is such a big opportunity. I don't want to like just settle for something that I know I could do, and I'm always want to like reach some stuff that I can be out of my comfort zone. So that's pretty much what I'm working on. I've been working on my own music for the past year, and I still have a lot to to do and to learn. But yeah, I'm working on it, and I should drop something by like next beginning next year and see how it does. But I've definitely discovered a new passion that I'm literally obsessed, and like even every like night I I learn a new cover just from my own, and I feel that once. I didn't want to do it because it was something everybody was like, oh, you should sing. And I was like, I need to figure this out by my own first. So that's pretty much it. (laughs) That's amazing. I saw one of your recent videos. I was like, oh, this girl can sing. So you must have been, are you working with a vocal coach or have you been working with a vocal coach? Because that's not somebody that sounds like a raccoon. Thank you. Yeah, no, I've been literally working so hard on just my voice and trying to figure it out. People used to say that my tone was very different. And if I could like you know, practice my ear and making sure that like I was, you know, not flat or anything that I could definitely like understand. And I feel that I did a pretty good job. And now I feel that I can definitely do well in a studio. And now I just got a new vocal coach to practice like singing live because it is so different in a, than in a studio. So my goal by the end of the year is making sure that I can sound the same in a studio. I can sound live to get ready to like perform live because that's the whole point of it. I just want to become a performer if that makes sense. Totally. Well, what would be the dream goal? I mean, you're small town girl, social media dancer, 
now we're seeing a singer happening. I mean, what would be the ultimate dream for you? The ultimate dream, I think it would definitely be to like have amazing songs that I can create on and then create amazing like performances that I can like travel around the world and like perform these like in front of like huge crowds. I love performing in public and I feel like it's kind of like a beginning of like doing it like in front of like huge crowd of people. I just want to like definitely focus on dancing around the music that I'm going to create. So hopefully I can make that happen. It's on my vision board. So hopefully I'm going to do a little thing in like five years. <laughs> so we'll see. That's actually one of the homework, one of the first homework assignments that our dancers from the mentorship program have to do is goal setting and vision boards. Nice. So there you go, guys. It works. Vision boards work. You got to visualize what it is that you want and then create the milestones to get there. And clearly you you take action. So if I understand correctly, you you want to create your own music, be a musical artist that also does her own dancing and maybe even choreography. And I'm sure you'll collab with people, but I'm sensing like the next Tate McRae with your own little twist. I, I mean, she's- oh, definitely. She's killing the game. Also, I love that she's Canadian. Uh, I yeah. feel like she has like her own thing. I would definitely love to like follow her like paths and like see how I can do it like more like hip hop twist to it and like more like, yeah. So I really like her though. Yeah, she's of course you you guys have have your totally your own vibes, but it's just cool to see you know young small town dancer who is like incredible dancer transitions into singing and then becomes like a pop star. And I'm sure my kids one day will be like, "And no love, do you know her?" <laughs> I have I have two seven and twelve year olds, <laughs> and they and I think they know you from TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. So tell me, this is something that's very interesting to me. How do you make a living? I'm sure these dancers also want to know. How do you make a living on social media? You don't have to tell us your exact numbers of what you're making, but what is kind of a ballpark of what a dancer influencer can make on social media? Like, how do you get paid? Are you collaborating with brands and they're giving you a fee to do a post and to do a story? How do you make a living? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely very interesting to know how it is so important to like lean on social media because the budget, I have experienced some like dance jobs, only dance wise, and also like influencer job that I was definitely putting my dance into it. And the budget are very different in both. And I feel that, yes, the dance job is definitely going to be more fun to do, but sometimes you don't get paid enough. And I feel that dancers, it's so hard to get paid as what you should be paid out of. I don't know. I just feel that it's very good to like not forget the social media side. And then like, there's a lot of money that can be made on all platforms. How I do it on social media, basically there's going to be like brands are going to reach out and like, there's definitely going to like, depends of like how much followers you're going to have engagement, like where your audience is at. There's going to be like brands from Canada that only wants Canada. Even if you don't have a big following, if you have a good engagement in Canada, they're going to be happy with it. And even though when I had like 30K on TikTok, even if it was not brand related, I used to reach out to so many brands to just ask for clothes to wear in my videos. So sometimes even if you don't have a huge following, there's still a lot of brand partnership that you can do if it's like exchanging products or anything. It allowed me to really work with huge brands. The ones that I've been working with has been L'Oreal. I've worked with Elvis uh, for the movie to promote the movie. I've worked with Toyota. I've worked with, I mean, I definitely forgot Sony. So it really helps as well to connect Fashion with brands. Fashion Nova. I just saw you got Fashion Nova. Like today or something from Fashion Nova, right? I know. I really like this brand. They literally uh, allow me to like have so many clothes 
And it's especially being like dancing on social media. It's like, as soon as I wear something for social media, it's kind of eh, like everybody's tired of this outfit. So I need to always find it. So they really helped me to like create like dope music videos with cool outfits. I really like it. Awesome. Well, I was going to ask you, where do you get all your outfits? Because I mean, you always have the most extravagant, flashy, out there, bold costumes, no matter where you are. And then some of the most fascinating concepts as well. You were somewhere, it wasn't the Bali, it was some with the horses. Oh, in Turkey. Oh in my God. Turkey. That was like a movie. I know. How in the world were you able to get these horses to collaborate with you. I can definitely explain <laughs> that video. So basically we were in Turkey and there was like a ranch of like horses that were getting trained and they wanted to do like some photo shoots and everything, but they needed like the horses, they were there and they needed to like go like up to like go into like their like ranch. I don't know how it is. So I literally had one try because once the guy go, like they all run. So we're like, okay, we should just put ourselves like in front and like do a video whilst they like run. It was definitely a little dangerous, but I feel they were a little scared of me because I had the like wings and everything. That's so it was right. definitely safer. <laughs> yes, but I literally had one try. I couldn't really hear the music at all. So just to say that whatever happens, I was like, I'm going to get that video. And even if I looked a little crazy, I was like, it looks cool. So I just went for it. It's amazing. It was like so cinematic. At first I was like, is this CGI? And I'm like, no, these horses are legit running. They I'm are, like, they? that is brave of you because one horse, one horse doesn't listen. And I know. You were done. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, in my mind, I was kind of trying to speak with them and say, hey, I love you guys. We love each other. Let's make this video work. <laughs> Well, it was it was beautiful. It was so cinematic. Like I artistically, I thought it was incredible. I mean, you nailed it. One hit wonder like a pro. But yeah, that I noticed. I mean, all your videos in Bali as well were just like breathtaking. Like it was just like a dream. And you've been collaborating with a lot of great cinematographers as well. Can you kind of tell the dancers like how how do you start it and what you're using now? Because I, I assume you started with a phone, but now you're using professional videographers, correct? Yeah. So basically it's kind of weird to like say, I feel it's literally different for all of the people that are on TikTok. I feel that for me, my videos are kind of low quality, not because I didn't want it to. I just couldn't afford an iPhone that was good. (laughs) So I had the like lowest quality of iPhone and with my mom. And then once I got the other iPhone and I felt that people love kind of high quality. And then I met one of my friends that I did my one of my first video on Hollywood Boulevard that I actually brought the like high quality stuff in public. And this video literally blew up to, I think it was like a hundred million views. And I was like, whoa, that's insane. And I feel that at that time, nobody was really like doing high quality stuff in public. And I feel that it was pretty cool. So from that on, I kind of create like a behind the scene, low quality thing. And then having the like cool result with the high quality stuff. So that's pretty much how I do it. That's amazing. So essentially, at this point, you're in a position where you can hire videographers whenever you need them to create. Yes. And what's your creative process? Like, I think I saw that you you shoot all your content, not all, but you'll shoot a ton of videos in like one day and bang it out. And then you have a bunch of content that you can uh, spread out. Is that kind of your creative process? Yes, I'm always trying to like switch it up. But from what I've been doing recently that has been working, I'm, it's like I need to like plan everything. So I'm going to try to plan a YouTube video. And then from there, I'm going to like put it vertical and then around it, I'm going to try to have some trends 
some transition videos and some photo shoots. So it really helps me when I plan it from one or two day I create. And then the next day I have learning my suitcase full of costumes. I go with my friend, his name is Justin and he's helping me so much with all my videos. So we go to a location, then to another location. We have my tripod with the behind the scene. And then literally we just show up in these locations and expect to have storytelling stuff because in my videos, we always need to have something happening and in LA, it's literally the perfect thing ever. There's always going to be someone showing up, making the video look cool. So a lot of times people are like, is it stage? I'm like, to be honest, no, there's literally these people just showing up in my videos. So yeah, I just plan in a day and it all happens. And then I'm good for the week to plan for the other week. That's amazing. What would you tell your younger self? Is there anything that you've learned over the last couple of years that you think these young dancers should know? Uh, any mistakes that you made? Or any good things that you felt like if you could duplicate again that you would do again? Yeah, of course. It is so important to say. And even now, I feel that um, me in five years, I would need to tell myself something. But for me in the past, I think what was hard is I couldn't see like the end of it. And I feel that there's a lot of people that might be in this situation that they feel that they have something and they're different and nobody kind of sees them. And it's like, how am I going to make it? I see all these other people making it. And it's, it's just hard to like find yourself somewhere. And I feel that the biggest advice that I told myself, I was like, but what if there was like another Enola on this earth? And I was like, oh, dang, I would be in such, because I know myself and I'm someone that never stops. And I feel that you need to find this in yourself that like you only competing with yourself, if that makes sense. And there's no one like you on this earth. And that's why I was like, I knew if there was another Enola on somewhere, I know I wouldn't make it because this other Enola would literally like not give up. And I was like, but she doesn't exit. Like the only Enola that exists is me. So I feel that if I'm always in this mindset that I'm only competing with myself and no matter what it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. But there was a lot of time that I was like, what am I doing? But I just need to tell myself that you're Enola. Nobody's like you. Be patient and it's going to happen. And to be honest, you never know what can happen. And it can be the stupidest thing that you would never think of. And for me, it was this random video in a mall. So it can be anything, to be honest. And each step, you know, the goal is going to happen. So I think it's just enjoying the process and making sure that all the hard moments and the good moments are all going to count as well. The same thing. So that's pretty much what I would say to younger Nola that definitely struggled a lot. (laughs) That's amazing. And speaking of projects and videos, can we talk about the project that you're going to be working on very soon? Am I allowed to say it? Of course. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely working. Last year, I did like a thriller flash mob and literally was made so last minute. I had like four dancers and literally it was the day of Halloween. I was like, hey, I really want to do it, but I literally have no one. But it did pretty good and everybody loved it. So now I'm literally planning this whole week and next time I'm going to shoot it. I already have 10 dancers, but I'm definitely going to plan to have more. So I'm going to try to shoot a big thriller flash mob. Maybe this year, like in Cinematica, I'm still trying to like figure it out where I'm going to shoot it. But I do think it's going to be very cool. So I'm very excited for that. I'm definitely going to go very full out this year. So I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. And if you still need help finding dancers, let me know. We will we'll help spread the word. Of course. I know there was a, a dancer in this group that reached out to me that wanted to submit to you. But uh, she's, um, she's part of the NBA Suns dance team. And she has commitment, Randy. <laughs> she uh, 
she really she was like oh i'm gonna be in la around that time but i uh won the dates and so anyways you have some dancers here that really would love to collaborate with you uh it's just i mean to be honest though yeah let's just each chat because the more we are the better it is but i do love i feel that now my goals for the next couple months as well it's kind of creating some cool stuff with other dancers like in public so Anyone that is down, to be honest, like I'm open to like dance with anyone. And I feel that more we are, the better it is. So I'm definitely open to dance with anyone who would love to. Well, I can definitely get some dancers behind you next summer through the Hollywood Summer Tour, which some of these dancers were a part of and get some dancers behind you and we can shoot a huge flash mob if you want. So we can talk more about that. I'm down for it. Yes, you hear that, guys? <laughs> HST next summer with Enola. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to open it up now to our dancers. So I'm going to go gallery view so we can see everyone. It looks like, Bella, do you have a question? Like, you want to unmute yourself? Go ahead. Hi. So when you were talking about singing and like how you want to, in the end, be just like a performer of like all the different arts and things like you were saying that's kind of what I want to do too like I've been dancing my whole life but I want to mainly like start thinking about singing and dancing together so I know you said that you want to start working on your own music but do you write your own songs at all and have you thought about that like do you have people who write songs for you because that's something that I feel like I would struggle with because I don't want to just like do covers, but I don't really know how to create like a successful song. I totally get it. And I, I'm literally like in the same process right now. So I can like only share what I'm like going through. But for the past year, I've been sent some songs that were pretty cool. But I was like, I, I really need to figure out how to write my own songs. And to be honest, my strengths are literally um, melodies. I feel that as a dancer, we're so good in melodies and finding the right production lyric wise. I speak French, so I'm not very like, eh. so I think it's to know what are your strengths. And it's definitely hard to find the right people to work with in terms of like production and like songwriters and everything. I feel that what I'm trying to do at the moment is put out some covers at, at the moment to like show people that I can sing. And then with them trying to reach out to the people that I want to work with. And hopefully they can like say, hey, yeah, of course I'm down. So I feel like kind of building something um, that you want to show. I think it really helps to then work with people. And same for when I I posted my first dance stuff. It was pretty bad, but just building that thing, it's definitely different. So singing, since it's maybe new, I don't know if you started posting some stuff. So I know I don't want to meet me to be stuck in like a cover thing. So I'm trying to like do some covers just to like show and then hopefully soon doing some songs. So I hope I respond to your question. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Anybody else have a question for Enola? Take advantage of this opportunity. You only get the one time. Yes, Emily, go for it. Thank you so much for sharing, first of all. Um, I wanted to ask if there's like one thing that you wish that either other dancers, other aspiring dancers, other artists in any industry, what's one thing that you wish that they would know about like your line of work? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question. What they would know about me or like what I do? Yeah, like anything that you feel like that, like not a lot of people would know about your specific line of work is so different than like any other. Yeah, that's a good question. I think to be honest, what I don't know if that responds, but what I would say is around all of my dance and like all stuff, what I mainly do is literally 
first focus on my mental and physical health. And I feel that it's something that it's not really been like talked about. And I feel that I cannot accomplish all these stuff if I'm not in the right like state of mind or even like physically. And personally, I haven't really like shared that, but I've been struggling a lot with like uh, health issues called like hypothyroidism. And since Mm -hmm. like, I think like January to like, I think April, producing content was very, very hard because my main focus was trying to understand these like symptoms. And like the main thing was like, I was gaining weight. I was losing my hair and everything. My first image is on social media. So I was like, dang, I'm not like really like promoting what I want to promote. So I feel that um, it was very hard. But I got diagnosed. I'm taking medication and everything. Now it's fine. But yeah, I feel that it's already like being shared. And I feel that once uh, to like share the like right stuff that you want to share and like me, everything needs to mean something. I definitely need to like be in the right state of mind. So I, I'm vegan. I eat very clean. I'm organic. I work out literally every day. So I feel that, I don't know, it's something that no, nobody really knows, but I'm working so hard on my mental and physical health first to be able to share a content that I'm like proud of, you know? So I hope you respond to the question. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Of course. I'm glad that you mentioned how important your health is because that was actually one of the one of the components in the program. We we talked about nutrition being an important factor, but overall health in general, because as you know, your body is your instrument. And if you are not in the best physical health, it doesn't matter how big your dreams are, you can't yeah. physically do what you want to do. So but it's nice to know that even despite your health challenges, that you're still pushing forward and not letting that stop you. So that's really inspiring. Dancers, take advantage of this opportunity. You're going to regret it afterwards. You're going to like, darn, Randy. Yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> Come on. Hi. So I, first of all, love your videos so, so much. My question is kind of on the production side of your videos, because I've been like trying to dabble in you know, just making dance videos or like whatever everyone's doing. I'm like, okay, like I can do like my little two cents into this or whatever. And some of the videos have like been blowing up on TikTok and Instagram, but what's really cool about your videos is that you have other people kind of recording you and following you. And that's kind of something that's like hard for me to find right now as someone else who can like do that kind of videography for me. So if you have like any advice or like how you kind of like took those steps maybe to get to like a professional video level. Mm -hmm. It is definitely hard to be honest. How I first started, I was like, my mom is like literally my biggest fan. So, and I literally, I know like, it's not all family that have like supporting parents and like what they're doing. And I was very happy that my mom was doing it. But the first one that was following me, uh, my mom, literally, we were like filmed because I was also living in a very like small apartment that the lighting was so bad. So I had to like figure it out. And we were like usually going like in Quebec and like filming around town with the good lighting and stuff. So that was like the first person that really, really like helped me. And then along the way, once I like moved in LA, it was very hard to like find someone because not everybody's going to be available or everything. But I think like a friend that is going to support you first, definitely. And then reaching out to like a videographer. But I know like even me it was very hard to like find someone, but my friend that is actually from Montreal and he moved in LA, got like a camera and wanted to help me out. So since it's been around learning my whole life changed for the better because it's very hard to find someone that is going to be there. And I know like sometimes you have an idea, like you need to do it the next day. If not like the trend is going to be over. So that's the thing. And also maybe not stop yourself. Even if you don't like find someone, 
you can maybe like do it by yourself as well. And there's so many ways, a tripod, like a ring light or anything. So sometimes just trying to concept by yourself and seeing how you can do it. But yeah, along the way, you're definitely the right people is going to come to you when the right moment is going to be. But yeah. I think I'd like to add to that, Randy. And I think that goes for anybody. In the beginning, if you don't have the budget or even the connections to hire the professional videographer yet, you can even look into collaborating with like student film artists, like student film people that are looking to create content for their own reels and do what we call copy credit, where you exchange services, where you get to be their talent in their videos in exchange for a free videographer editor So they get to create beautiful content for their portfolio. And you also can use that for your portfolio. So there's a lot of young content creators out there that are looking for really awesome content that probably don't even have dance, you know, in their portfolio. So if you can, whether it's on Model Mayhem or Craigslist or Facebook groups or, you know, there's so many different places where you can look and you can literally just create an ad, a post and see who bites. And you'll never know who you can collaborate with in the beginning. And then... When you have the budget and you go to LA, then you can start to hire. There's lots of videographers in LA that you can hire and then collaborate in doing what Enola is doing. We can work with that. I can give you some ideas later too, but amazing. Any other questions? All right, Bella, the floor is yours. I forgot to say this before. My mom and I are huge fans. Like we've been following you forever. It feels like a long time. Actually, my mom introduced me to you. And then I was like, oh my gosh, mom, we're going to like have an interview with Enola. Anyways, she's like in here now because she wanted to listen in. So she's lurking. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I had a question about like location. So I know that you said like you started out like very far from LA, but I live on the East Coast. I live in Delaware. And basically like I know I could go probably to like New York or something like that. But I was looking for more opportunities closer to me because it's hard for me to get to places like L.A. and stuff like that. Like, do you have any advice on just like how else you could do it if you aren't near like a major city or like a place with lots of opportunities? That's a very good question. I mean, what I would say is even me, I feel that a lot of creators that are doing well is they all like started with something that was so specific to them, if that makes sense. And then once they kind of did very good in their own little niche, then going into these like bigger places like LA or like New York, then it's like easier to like collaborate with people like in these areas. But I feel that now, even on TikTok, like everything has kind of been done in a way or like not everything yet, but finding that like one thing, like even sometimes it's like one specific room or like one little thing that is going to be very like unique to like you. I know it's very hard to find, but um, one, it's work, it, it already works. And then you can like go somewhere. I feel it's easier than like going right away in these big cities and you don't have enough big like foundation, then it's hard to like make it since everybody's kind of doing it over there, if that makes sense. So I know it's like sometimes you have to like try, it doesn't really work, then it works. But I think just try a lot of stuff where you are actually. And then it's like going to be easier to like go in these big places. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. I think Bella, like you can start. I've seen some people create some beautiful concept videos in the middle of the meadows and like a back alley or in the forest or at a beach. Like there's so many just in nature. I feel like you could even find some really cool places before you do the whole big city, Times Square, Hollywood Boulevard you know, production that, uh, you know, Anola has done, but, um, Very full out. but yes. just to say, I know sometimes it can be intimidating and like, it's like, you really want to do it, but it took me literally 
before I was literally filming like a golf thing with my mom. Like I literally tried everything filming and like bridges and like the random places. So like, don't be scared to try. And to be honest, I feel that on TikTok, what is very interesting and the weirder it is, the better it does for some reason. So just try it out and see what happens. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Phoenix, Kiana, Victoria, Veronica, I'm calling you out. Don't be scared. Victoria, go ahead. Thought of just a fun one, if you don't mind. (laughs) What's like the most interesting thing you've learned from like a collaboration, like from someone who like you looked up to before or something? (laughs) Hmm. That's very interesting. I mean, to be honest, I've collab. I mean, my favorite, favorite, I would say like the biggest one that I collaborated that was not expecting to like live this in my life were with Jason Derulo and Nicki Minaj. These two were very interesting. And I feel that I've just looked up to them for like so long. And I feel that it's just to like, the interesting that I just say, like remind myself that like they have their own like path as well. And they're literally like everybody else in a way, you know, they work hard on their way. Jason never literally worked so hard as well on TikTok. He's been like killing it, working on his song. So I think it was kind of inspiring to see like hearing their stories on their side and like remind myself that like sometimes you see these people like, oh my God, they made it. But like they've been working so hard for themselves as well. So I think that was pretty much the interesting part that I was like, dang, they're like everybody else in a way, but they've been working very, very hard to be where they are. So I think that was pretty much it. Is there cool. anyone that you haven't collaborated with that you were like on your wish list? Put oh it my up. God. Okay, I'm like throwing this out there. Like my biggest inspirations ever are like Rihanna or JLo. These two, if that happens one day, I'm going to tr- cry and faint. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we'll see if that happens one day. But well, yeah, And one day you like, will. And we'll have this recording to prove it. That you, hey, you wish I mean, it's you written dreaming. on my vision board. Like it's written so many times on my vision board. So hopefully it's going to happen. Oh, you will. You will. I mean, you've accomplished so much in a short amount of time. And you're really catching the eyeballs of the dance industry, the social media world, the pop world. It's pretty remarkable what you've done. And you have definitely have proven to these young dancers, it doesn't matter where you're from or the experiences that you've had or the connections that you have that just keep pushing forward. Being a, You never know when that, when you're going to have, like you said, when you're going to have that moment to, mm-hmm. you know, kickstart your career and you just got to be ready for those opportunities when they come and seize those opportunities, which I think you've done an incredible job of really milking every opportunity. You're like, you created an opportunity for yourself and someone yeah. caught on and then other honest, people yeah. reached out. That's the thing. I feel that, yeah. Coming from a place, I, nobody really gave me an, any opportunity. So I feel that I just had to like do it in and see what happens. And even now I see the difference though. Like I'm out here in LA and I've been in this mindset for like so long. So I feel that everywhere that I go, I see like an opportunity. And like a lot of my friends are like, how, how do you like so many ideas? Like, how can you make it? I'm like, I don't know. I've just been hustling for so long trying to like do it for myself. So I feel that once you have this mindset of like, you're on your own sometime, you can do so much better. And yes, there's going to be a lot of people that have so many contacts, but at the end of the day, I'm like, once you're ready and your talent is there, then nobody can like, you know, I don't know how to say it, but like your talent speak for yourself, if that makes sense. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, we have a question in the Facebook group that I'm going to read out from Kathy. She says, uh, are you pursuing classes in business or college while doing your collaborations? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely college. I wouldn't have time for that. I had to like drop out when I was 17 because my main focus was on dance. As of dance classes, I still definitely try to keep doing it like once or twice a week only because I'm definitely in my head I'm never going to be the uh, the business for that I can be and even now I'm trying to like promote professional dancing so I try to get like training and making sure that um I'm always changing my movements that uh, also sometimes it's hard but yeah just keeping training as a business the side thing that is very hard is managing all my emails, making sure that I, I've been learning about taxes now, which is another world, work on my visa, all the like side money stuff, all this like business stuff that I'm also being on social media. It's definitely a business side. So this is what I'm doing as well on the side that takes a lot of time, but I'm building my team a little by little to like make sure that all of this stuff that I'm not good at, that I can have support. So that's pretty much what I'm doing on the side. And as I talked as well, physical and mental health, <laughs> first thing first. <laughs> Totally. And when you say team, are you working with an agent, manager? Who do you have in your corner? As of now, I only have a business manager. I still don't have an agent yet, which hopefully soon one day. I'm definitely sometimes that I have a hard time to trust because I feel that there is a lot of people out there that sees you not as talent, but as money. And I want to make sure that the people that I work with um, are going to see my talent. So that's pretty much it. And I'm taking my time, but I really hope next year that I can sign to a big agency that can help me with that. I have a lot of projects that I want to do, like a fashion line and like singing, music, acting, all these stuff. So hopefully I'm going to have the right fit. But now I just have a business manager that helps me with the money side, which I'm terrible at. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the ones that handling your contracts when it comes to all the brand yes. deals that you've got. I mean, yeah. so they're looking after you, making sure that you're getting top dollar. For every project that you're yes. collaborating yeah. with. <laughs> awesome. What kind of agency are you looking for? Are you looking for more of an acting agent, a, vo- a vocal agent, a dance agent, or somebody that can kind of rep you in all those areas? Yeah, I'm looking now at like someone that can help me in everything as of like social media, like acting and like singing all together. I just feel that now I'm like in a place, I'm still struggling though. Like, you know, I, I look like I have it together. I definitely have it, but I feel that now I have like, a lot, but I feel that once I'm going to have the right people around me that are going to make sure that I'm getting like connected to the right stuff around. So that's pretty much now it's kind of hard to be like all by my own still, but yeah, hopefully one day it's all going to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the chaos of the business. And I don't think it ever really yeah. makes sense. <laughs> it's always, you figure things out as you go yeah. and get to the next level and That's amazing. Well, we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to open it up. Any other questions? Kiana just booked LA Fashion Week last week. She's a dancer from Vancouver, and she was just in LA this past weekend. She did the Hollywood Summer Tour in the summer with me, and that was her, like, first introduction to the LA dance scene. And she was like, I want to dance, but she's also a model. So she booked LA Fashion Week. She ended up taking class. She got put on camera at Team Millie, which was a big highlight for her because she's usually the dancer in the back. And then uh, she was at Millennium and took class there. So Kiana, I know that this is the a path that you want to take. Is there any yeah. questions that you have for Enola? How did you stay committed even when other things were like going on in your lives? Like you see like your friends doing all this and then, or like if something happened 
in your personal life? How did you like manage and how did you stay focused? Like to that's your- a hard question, definitely. Even for me now, it's very hard. I feel that what now I'm like struggling at is social media. I know we're gonna see your friend doing these things. They're like, wait, why am I not doing that? Or like these people that are going there, even me, like definitely sometimes I have like, you know, issues. I had like a health issue and all these stuff. But what is keeping me on is definitely not looking at other people. And what helped me now is like, I need to be in a mindset that I'm only creating content, but not consuming content. And I feel that sometimes it's, it's hard because you're always on your phone. And what stresses me out is like seeing all these people like killing it. And I'm like, wait, why didn't I have this idea of like, why? But then I forget how I'm doing so good. And sometimes I stress myself out. So I need some time to just post and not even care about anything else and just be in my own mindset. But what truly, truly helps me is my vision boards. Literally, I do like monthly vision boards and like weekly vision board and daily vision boards. And I'm someone that I I love controlling my life a little too much. So I think staying on these things and making sure that I follow my vision board. And at the end of the day, I can cannot control how I feel what happens around me. But if I stay in that line, then it's good. So that's pretty much it. So keep pushing forward and those vision boards. We love the vision boards. I love it. To be honest, it helps me so much. So I literally have notebooks, vision board. I'm a little crazy. If you come in my apartment, I've I feel like I'm a witch sometimes. I literally <laughs> try to manifest everything. <laughs> But it's a great exercise. I mean, to visualize it, to see it and to know that's what you want and then to take the actionable steps to get there. That's amazing. All right. Last call. Yes, Phoenix, go ahead. Is it ever like really scary, like dancing in front of like all those people on your TikTok? Yeah. I mean, on like in public or like on TikTok? Like in public. Yeah, of course. I mean, to be honest, how I like kind of like got off of this fear is I usually choreograph. So like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. So like in terms of my own dancing, I'm not that nervous. Sometimes I put myself in like trying to freestyle. I'm not the best freestyler. So this is kind of like getting me nervous, but I feel that now I'm a point that like, to be honest, my goal is to become a performer and I definitely want to dance in front of like thousands and thousands of people. So I need to get there, but there's definitely going to be some moment I'm like, do I look crazy? Like, what am I doing? So there's definitely some times I'm like, I'm sure I look ridiculous, but at the end of the day, I don't care. So I, I, I stay in my mindset that I don't care, but there's this low voice. I was like, what are you doing in Nola? Like, what the heck? <laughs> but it's okay. I think I got to a point that I don't care at all anymore. <laughs> so it's just about doing it and doing it over and over again. And eventually yes. the fear just, just goes away. But- at the beginning, I was, I cannot lie. At the beginning, my heart was like, pounding so much before any public dances. I don't know why it was so nerve, nerve wracking, but me and my mom, oh my God, we were literally shaking after our shoe. Like we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I have a question um, from Veronica. She's not able, her mic is not working. She said, uh, but she okay. wants to know if you have a specific agency that you have your eye on. Do you have a wish list? That's a good idea. I mean, to be honest, I'm, uh, I've been, I just say like who I've, I'm looking at and who are doing amazing and the agency that I've been trying to get a meeting with is CAA. I feel that a lot of people that I'm following, even Tate, I think she's signed with them. I'm not sure. That's what I've like looked, but so yeah, I feel that they're doing amazing. So hopefully one day I can get a meeting with them. If not, I've seen WME are doing amazing UTA, but these are like big, big, big agencies that are more like uh, surrounded from everything. If not the dance agencies that are doing good are like, I think 
see a clear Italian, MSA or Block. I think these are the main like dense ones. So that's pretty much what I'm like looking at. And hopefully one day they're going to respond to me. <laughs> yeah, CAA, I know what you're talking about. Dancers, if you don't know, there's the dance agencies, but then CAA, William Morris, these guys, these are the like the A-listers, like the Oscar winning actors, like the the top, top, top. So to get into those agencies is definitely a challenge. So, but you're reaching far and I love it. If you meet, you know, yeah. reach for the star literally. or reach for the moon and you land on the stars or one of the two. Yeah, <laughs> I literally reach for like Mars or something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows, maybe I'll just land on Mount Everest. It'll be good enough. <laughs> but, literally. <laughs> well, that I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday with us. Is there any final words that you would like to share with us before we let you go? Yeah, I mean, just to like finish it up, I would just say whatever you are doing right now, just I feel that even social media, I think it really helped me to like find my own little path. But just to say that you are you and nobody's you. And sometimes it is hard because there's so many people that are doing the same thing right now. But once you find that little unique thing about yourself, it's literally your own way to go. And I feel that a lot of people try to do like everybody else. And that's where they get stuck and they don't understand. And once you go on your own path, yes, sometimes it's going to be cringy. It's going to be weird, but it helps finding what makes you you. So I feel just deep down first in you and then trying to explore around you. But if you try to reach what everybody's doing, you, you're going to lose yourself in a way. So always make sure that it's right for yourself and maybe it's going to get longer to go, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the right way. And I feel that a lot of people sometimes trying to do like everybody else and they get somewhere fast, but then it stops because it's not them literally. So that would be my first thing. Make sure that it's you and you are good with yourself with these decisions. Well, merci beaucoup for those of us friends. It was so nice to have you. You're such a a beautiful spirit, talented, and you have a beautiful soul. And and don't change that about you, no matter how big you become one day. Definitely. Um, That's one thing I've been in the game for a long time. And I've, I've seen many of my friends do great things. And those that are the most successful generally stay true to who they are. And I think that's so beautiful that, you know, you have that humble spirit about you and We look forward to watching you and supporting you and we hope that your dreams come true and those vision boards work. (laughs) Yay, definitely. Thank you so much. And I literally wish every single one of you the best and I hope everything's going to come true as well. So I love you all and thank you so much for having me. Merci beaucoup. Merci. And that concludes another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. We hope you found today's conversation insightful and gained valuable knowledge. Be sure to join us next time for more inspiring interviews with top professionals in the dance industry. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the Business of Dance on your favorite platform and take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. This podcast is brought to you by the Business of Dance online mentorship program to help aspiring professional dancers create their dream dance careers thank you for listening until next time